look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Content is king. So if you have some content you need created, hit up IOPvideo.com. Video production, podcasting, you name it, we can do it. IOPvideo.com. We make things look pretty. Look at the voice pattern of a pattern. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this episode is dropping in November, so everybody knows what that means. We talk in politics here on a voice party. And today, we got a very special guest with us. Guest, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Oh, <laughs> me? I'm Jail yes, Myrick. sir. Jail Myrick, and I'm uh, right now currently a Richmond City Council member um, on my way out, but uh, yes, that'll be the intro. Yeah. Uh, on on your way out, but it, it's a it's a it's a strange political time. It right? is a strange strange political time, man. In a lot man. of ways. Um, Every time I look at the news, I cringe. Like, uh, what's gonna happen today? <laughs> how can you not? If you can't, if you can't, something's wrong. If you if you're not cringing, if you're looking at the news right now and it all looks normal and a okay to you, um, there's a problem. Uh man, like, where do you even start? <laughs> like, you know that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. that's. Um, in, in, in the midst of, a, of being in the pandemic for you, how, how, you know, are you guys working extra in this, in a, in a local politician, uh, level? Like how, how has that affected it, you guys? It's different. Um, but you know, we definitely had to, um, at first pass some policies, um, to, 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 to regulate things under the, um, under the shelter in place. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is is mostly handled by the county and whatnot, but there were things um, that we had to do around, um, you know, protection of tenants and, um, and, and uh, you know, obviously, obviously the, the, the basic one is, is making sure that folks can't be evicted, but also, you know, how long people have to pay back that, um, that rent that piles up when, you know, when they're not working. So, uh, or when, you know, yeah, well, they're not working because of the shelter in place. So, yeah. Um, I had to do some things like that related to it. Um, the state took over actually that uh, portion of it, though, uh, uh, like I think this month. But prior to that, it was under the local ordinance that we had done in Richmond. Um, and, you know, it's just dealing with services in a different way. And, of course, um, you know, a severe hit in our budget, which yeah. we knew... I mean, we, the city of Richmond has had financial trouble for a long time. Um, but, you know, it's, it, so we are, always knew that if it was, you know, we got hit with something, we would, we would be in a really tight place and that happened and, and we were, and, and we are, you know, we, we, we were able to sort of get a budget passed. Um, but, you know, we're, we're facing some, some serious uh, financial challenges as a, as a result of it as well, as a result of COVID as well. So, um, you know, yeah, there's definitely some. Oh yeah, some big I, hits. I got a lot of, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of people in, you know, Richmond. It just, just to clarify, because you just mentioned something that was uh, that's kind of important. Um, how is there is there a, a certain amount of, I guess, waiting uh, a time that people have to to pay rent? Yeah, so because we... I, I talked to a lot of people who are struggling, man, who who don't mm -hmm. know. A lot of this. Yeah, so um, 
Well, first of all, there's there's an eviction moratorium. And, and again, at this point, it's statewide. Um, when we were first dealing with it, the state's was sort of weak in its version of it. And we had to sort of do our own version locally. Um, and there was a county, you know, so there were multiple versions. But eventually the state um, uh, passed a, 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 a policy that supersedes everything. So at mm -hmm. this point, um, I think it's on the state. And, and But what the city of Richmond did uh, before that happened is we said that, okay, obviously there's an eviction moratorium. But also if folks are, you know, piling up, if folks aren't able to pay rent and they're piling up, you know, months back that they owe, um, we said that folks should have at least 12, 12 months to pay back what they owe. So you can't say that the minute the shelter in place is over, okay, now I expect you to, you know, Painful. pay full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like eight months worth of rent all at once. So we said that you have to give people a year. Um, now, again, because the state superseded us last month, that year actually starts started counting i think in the month of it's a year from september i think oh okay so not a year so, from march <laughs> that yeah, would no, have been so, horrible no, exactly it's, it's a year from when the shelter in place ends or okay. from when this richmond version of it ended and the richmond version of it ended september i think is when the state version superseded mm -hmm. us i hope that all makes sense but anyway yeah, right right so um so it'd be a year from then and if the state so, so this, but the state shelter in place and, and the state um, uh, tenant protections are still in place right now. So, as far as we know, that's going to be until March of next year. But that might also get extended past that. So there's going to be some other extensions beyond the year Richmond gave, based on when the state, whenever the state decides to end right shelter in place. So, like, if the state continues it like right now i think they said it's expected till march i think people probably mm -hmm. expect it'll get extended even more um so the, the lockdown case, well i don't know i don't know but uh, um i think yeah. at least in terms of the tenant protections i was told until until march or something like that so okay. um so if the states is, is until march then it could you know it's gonna it's gonna depend on that when the state part ends but at the bare minimum because of what richmond did there's at least a year from this september that people have and now and now compared to other cities how like as far as numbers go what was richmond uh, one of the big ones as far as affected by uh cases of co of covid that you were aware? no i mean you, you know we're, we're definitely impacted but yeah. um because it's a small I mean, city I, yeah we're we're but we're i don't think we're impacted at a higher level i know east oakland got hit hard um oh, yeah. But from what I had heard, we, we we definitely got hit. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's not over. So, right. So it's I'm saying, that you know, I, who knows what the numbers are going to look like next week for. But we weren't hit sort of worse than other cities our size. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually think, you know, there was this really I don't know if you guys saw it, it was this really condescending, um, <laughs> stupid article <laughs> from <laughs> some Southern California newspaper about and this was like early on and this is like back in maybe um may or june or whatever um but about how shocking it was that richmond's covid numbers were so low um, oh yeah i think i heard about like, oh a community like this they must have high COVID because it's a poor community and they're black and brown so they must all have it what's going on and then like these people it's just <laughs> it's crazy how outsiders look at us but um but i think our numbers are generally lower because i think culturally people in richmond just kind of like 
try to mind their business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of our Go culture. work at home. <laughs> and yeah. frankly, unfortunately, because of Chevron, we all know what a shelter place is. Like that wasn't a new right. thing for us as it was for yeah. other cities. Obviously, you know, th that those are more extreme versions of it. Um, I have a theory also. But yeah, no, so I'm just saying, I, I think, you know, culturally, but I, who knows? And, and, and like I said, yeah. this is a thing that's still happening and numbers are growing every day. I have a theory on that. Yeah. And what you just said, I think the, uh, I think the Chevron fumes keep the COVID at bit. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that, that I, I, and also like, I wanted to ask you this on, uh, on, um, you know, with the pandemic happening and then we just had those fires where uh, for one day the, the, the sky was orange, mm -hmm. uh, um, politically, like how, how are you keeping, people from like going crazy because i mean it's just it's it's it feels like the apocalypse at at some points this year you know yeah, yeah. um i don't have an answer for you on that i mean it right it, 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 it there's we're we're at a place right now where there are so many forces at work um yeah that are way beyond my pay grade oh um, yeah definitely but um you know you 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 we all just got to do what we can um, in our communities and and try to hope for the best and and make sure that we play the role that we that we can play to try to make things better. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 um it's 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 some crazy times. Like we were talking about earlier, if you were looking at if you look at TV right now and you're not concerned, something's wrong. Um, and forget TV, like you said, you're going outside for for you know the the past, yeah. the past couple of months i mean it's it's just kind of gotten better um so yeah no it's 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 hard oh yeah we're all struggling yeah. with it i'm i'm trying to you know figure right out no how yeah how to deal with it you did you did mention that you you're on your way out uh, yeah. as far yeah um is are you, is it uh I know we talked about it uh, before we started uh, recording, but what, 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 why is that you, you, are you just, um, you said you're, you're, you're just done. You, you've done it for eight years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this was, this, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, the, the classic two terms, right. Um, mm -hmm. eight years, I think it's, I think it's enough, honestly, for anybody. Um, but you could run another term, right? I mean, yeah, just, uh, has no you... term limits. Um, okay. except for, I think the, the mayor's seat has term limits, but the city okay. council has, no term limits, you know, Nat Bates has been on that city council on and off since literally 19, the 1960s. Tom Butt has been on that city council um, since the 90s. Um, mm -hmm. But I actually don't, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say this and be real honest, because um, I'm hoping we can be just candid because I'm in that state of mind nowadays. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't think it's healthy. Like, I don't think they should be there. Um, the people who are on the council for a long time, I don't think it's healthy for them or for the, or for the public because I don't think it's healthy for their decision making process. There's something about um, certain types of elected office, and Richmond City Council is definitely one of it, where where there's so much drama and there's so much put on you that you can't help but become a narcissist if you're not like mm -hmm. you could be the most you could be the most humble person in the world going into it you are going to, your ego is going to drive you crazy because the process just does it to you. And I've seen so many of my colleagues who don't know 
that they kind of lost it when it comes to certain situations. And uh, it's and, and, and I could easily and I'm not saying that I'm better than that because I'm saying I could easily become that and not notice it. Right. So right. I, think, I think people need to sort, sort of, you know, serve their time, move on and make room for the next. And I'm excited about, um, you know, the next generation of people like Dennis Johnson and Melvin Willis um, and even Otto Racinos when she was uh, there. I'm, I'm excited about the fact that I was like the first of our generation of and the Dallas, like a whole gang of people behind me. So I'm like, yeah, let that, let that rock. Let that fresh wave hit in and, and those fresh ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. roll, you know, you have to, you have to do that. Um, but I want to, I want to, I want to make this part clear. Cause I don't think people understand this about politics. Um, I yeah. think a bigger, everybody talks about, you know, the influence of money in politics and, and absolutely money, the influence of money in politics is a, is a huge, corrupting, terrible um, thing. But people do not sort of realize the influence of ego in politics. And more mm. often, in my experience, it's ego, not money, that makes people do really stupid or terrible things. And e- oh, yeah. okay, and it's a, it's a, it's a constant driver. And um, I don't think people even are aware of it. Like, like the people who are doing it, like I see it so much. So... Um, yeah, it's we have to, you know, we have to sort of move through and, and move on to the next thing. Because here's what happens is, is is people can't, politicians can't tell the difference between um, being passionate about an issue and being passionate about themselves. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like their, uh, own, yeah. their own self gets connected to whatever it is. So because I feel slighted about how you handled this, it no longer matters that I support this policy and concept. I have to destroy this now, right? Like it's that type of shit. I, I, I kind of see what you're talking about, especially when it comes to two politicians who are on the opposing sides, but they agree on an issue. And it seems like even though they agree on, on, on the, they have the same stance, it, they just, they have to win the fight. I don't know yeah. if that's kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. Which is not yeah, good no, for the public. That, all, it's, it, it, it plays out in all sorts of different ways. And I, I mean, I have to be honest, in Richmond, it plays out probably every other council meeting. And there's some issue that goes sideways just because somebody's ego gets out of track. And I'm not talking about one person, right? Like, it depends mm-hmm. on the day. And by the way, sometimes it might be me, right? Right. And, yeah. and I wouldn't be conscious of it. About, you know what I mean? Because that's how it works. So, but pretty much every other meeting, there's something that goes off the rails just because somebody's ego is out of check. Oh yeah, no that that I mean it happens in the you know it happens in the construction sites. It right. happens where people uh, jeopardize safety, you know, just to be right. It's right. it's 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 yeah. Um, and crazy, I've ex- I've experienced that firsthand, you know. Um, uh, one thing I, I I wanted to ask you since you are you know you, you're you said you're a few years older than Joaquin here. Um, Couple years, of, right? I can't remember right. I feel like you were you were you were like a freshman when I was a senior or something, right? I don't know if you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah. I believe. I believe. What is he? Thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. thirty five. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that's. I think. Uh, I mean, I'm going. I'm. I'm thirty. You know, I, I'm going based mm-hmm. on what I, what I see um, with a younger generation. We have a bit of a um, uh, a cynical view at politics. Absolutely, 
Yeah. And it's hard to, you know, when you look at, you know, when you look at stuff like the debate the other day between Biden and Trump, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, it, 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 it fuels that even more. And it kind of gets you away from dealing with politics, but also with local politics with, I think in the, in the, uh, at a very personal level, it's somewhat, I mean, it, they're both important, but just as important as, you know, voting for those, the presidential, uh, uh, elections. Um, have you felt like you've had a big impact in getting a lot of the youth in Richmond involved in politics, especially local, local politics? Um, I would love to say that, though. I, I don't I don't think I could claim credit for that. I think um, there's a lot of people who um, who have 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 played a role in that. But any role that I played to help in that, I, I would I would be very proud of any, any small part that mm-hmm. I played, even if just like I said, I was the first person of our generation, you know, kind of up there. So even if just being a sort of just a um, presence. Exactly. Even if that was yeah. something, then I, then I'm, then, then I, I, I love, you know, I'm, I'm honored and, and humbled by it. Um, but I think Richmond, you know, even when I, when we were growing up, um, there was always an activist energy out here. Right. Um, and uh, there's, there's been a lot of folks who've been doing a lot of amazing work in keeping people and young people in Richmond um, aware. Uh, and I think that's dope about, about our community. And um but to the to your initial um, point about the cynicism um, and about sort of local versus national, and um, I, I get that cynicism and it's real. It's frustrating because there's so many. It's such a um, self fulfilling cycle because people are cynical and they don't vote. But then what happens is predictable is that the most cons- when people don't vote, the most conservative um forces win just right flat out that's how it works um because the most conservative forces always vote and cynicism helps conservatism because to if you want to do something if you want the governor the government to do something like provide health care like create tenant protections like you know any of the things that we talk about um then you need um you then you need people to believe in it and to and to help it so that it'll work um and you know when we when we all step away from it because we don't trust it um it, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy even though there are legitimate reasons why people don't trust government right um, but what i would just say is you know as somebody who's been following it since i was a kid um you know working in it you know through a, a good part of my adulthood um and 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 you know watching the elections that i watched you know, we would be a completely different country right now. Things would be so different if people just voted at different numbers in, say, 2000 or 2010 in that midterm election. Like, mm-hmm. we, we blame Obama for a lot of shit, but what would the Obama administration look like if the people that voted in 2008 just also voted in 2010? Yeah. And actually had a Congress to work with that entire time instead of having to compromise. The people are like, oh, why are you compromising? He has to compromise. He doesn't have a choice because yeah. we didn't vote and now he has to deal with um, you know, pseudo-fascists in the Congress. And now, of course, <laughs> those pseudo-fascists are in the White House and the Congress, uh, or at least the Senate, that is. Um, yeah. and, 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 and about to take six seats on the Supreme Court. Like, it matters. And so... Um, yeah, because it's not just the president. That's the thing about democracy. That's right. the, people don't... Yeah. 
So, but the president matters too, again, because those, you know, um, those Supreme Court seats, if, if nothing else, but also for, you know, so many other reasons. Um, and it's important to be involved locally, but people have to understand how local government is impacted by uh, federal. I'll give you two examples right now that I've been mm-hmm. thinking about recently. Um, one of the things that we in Richmond have struggled with and um, I you know, have to admit did not do a good job with, we're trying to do better now, um, but certainly during my first sort of term on the council was, 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 was a big embarrassment in terms of the way that we handled was um, our housing authority, the Richmond Housing Authority and a lot of the buildings there which are were in disrepair and um, you know, tenants were living in, in, in very bad conditions. Um, and a part of that absolutely is our fault. It has to do with mismanagement. It has to do with incompetence at the local level. But a, another part of it that's a big part is the fact that the federal government, and this has just only gotten worse, and frankly, this was bad under Obama, but it's only gotten worse under Trump. The federal government has made the decision not to fund housing authorities. So oh, basically, wow. I mean, and, and when I say not to fund them, they still fund them, but they don't fund them for what they need anymore. Mm-hmm. So what it used to be is the city of Richmond was just sort of a pass through of this federal money that, you know, that was supposed to maintain these properties. Um, and so the federal government has made the decision, you know, to basically start the process of slowly defunding all that and forcing cities to either, you know, we had to do all, a lot of RAC conversions with a lot of ours, which um, RAC conversion is a government way of saying privatization. Okay. Um, and, you know, none of us wanted to do, but it was either that or continue to have the buildings and the, and the people there live in, you know, in squalor and, and whatnot. So, so you were saying basically just so like, you know, it, it's, it's Richmond funding what, what the federal government used to fund before. Essentially. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause basically, um, it's us, it's us making up the gap basically. Wow. So it's it's us us trying to figure out how to fill the gap or and 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 trying to close it. So we've had to do some creative things. Things are better, I think, now than they were, and I know they are better than they were in 2014 as it as it relates to the Richmond Housing Authority. Mm-hmm. But um, we still have a, a long way to go, and it, you know, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the federal government just does not fund um, the housing authorities where they should fund them anymore. So I say all that to say you could do the right thing locally and try and do your best locally and still be stymied. When you have people at the federal government who don't believe um, in, you know, in, in, in supporting communities like ours. Right. Um, another example. Well. So, so you, you, you can cook a good meal in the kitchen, but you need good produce coming in. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a that's a great. Yeah, that's a great example. That's a great way to put it. Um, and th- there are other examples. Like I was going to say, another example is, you know, obviously there's a broad and you 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 know debate right now about policing and you know i'm sure you guys will probably ask me something related to that Mm -hmm. um in the broad sense um but um specific to um police as it relates to immigration um you know this one of the things i was thinking about is is the fact that we were essentially forced to make a choice between whether or not our and, and some people may believe police departments shouldn't have um, you know, uh, license plate readers anyway, but um, I think mo- I think most people understand the, the use of them. We were basically forced to choose between whether or not we're even going to have license plate readers or whether we're going to support ICE. And so we don't have license plate readers. We had to get rid of the license plate readers in the city of Richmond because our values don't support, you know, 
having information where it could easily be channeled to ICE while the federal government is waging a war, right, on our immigrant population. So we're forced, that's, you know what I mean? That's a decision that I don't think you should be forced to have to make. Right. And we chose our immigrants, of course, because that's where our values are. We, you know, mm -hmm. we chose our immigrant community. Um, and, 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 I'm, and, and I stand by that vote. But I think about, like, that's not a decision you should have had to make. You know, and we only had to make it because we have a, a regime at the federal uh, level under under Mr. Trump that is literally waging war on the immigrant community um, and, 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 and and many other communities as well in in many political ways. So what they call uh, what was that the the sanctuary cities, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so <laughs> what. Uh, what I was going to ask you about was something you, you talked about. Re oh, actually, I'll ask you this first. When it comes, you know, when it comes to, uh, uh, like you just mentioned, a vote that you guys all have to come together and make a, you know, vote for uh, certain things, like you just mentioned, the, the, the license plate readers. When you, I guess, uh, I'm just trying to understand your world a little bit better. When you're making a vote and, and you know uh, maybe one of your colleagues you're close with, you know, votes against something you're for does that mm -hmm. does that cause a lot of tension between you guys there in the room when you know when when the public isn't there like is that um i hopefully not i mean that you know it's funny that goes back to the earlier conversation we're having about egos yeah um you know i i i try to not do that um but i can't say that every time that that's been the case um but you know i mean <laughs> there have definitely been moments where um, you know, first of all, if you watch Richmond City Council meetings, you know there's moments all the time where right. <laughs> where uh, <laughs> where fireworks <laughs> might uh, might pop off. But um, in terms of just because of a vote, again, I I I don't think I've ever sort of been that mad over somebody over a vote. Um, maybe I can think of one time where it was someone who I was actually pretty close with, ironically. Um, mm -hmm. But um, for the most part. Um, I don't, there's, there's, again, there's general tension. Um, yeah. a lot of times, you know, especially with on, on the, uh, controversial issues, you know, where your colleagues are already. There may be one, one or two people that are in the, you know, that are deciding a lot of times I end up being one of those people. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you know, there's, there's, there's rarely a situation where you're, no. No, there's there's some situations. Where, where I think I've been, I saw where I've been shocked and I've been a little a little angry, but um, yeah, yeah. I think I saw a video going around of uh, when when the mayor uh, proposed uh, defunding the police, and uh, there was like, yeah, were you in that? I, I don't remember. Oh yeah, no, I, I just called it what it was, which was a joke. He was joking, and no matter of fact, I didn't say joke. I'm sorry, a game. Um, which is yeah, you're doing. playing games, playing right? A game. Um, yeah. And what I meant by that, because he wasn't joking, he was playing a game. What I meant by that is he was trying to, because, you know, Tom is, is Mr. Um, you know, uh, support the cops. So um, okay. what he was trying to do was make the issue sound as crazy as possible so that you can uh, have a uh, legitimate conversation about it. So, okay. um, which was completely unnecessary and completely just sort of um, debating an argument. Yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah. I mean, you know, and, and then the conversation just got more divisive from there. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, he was, he, he was playing a game with an issue that a lot of people, um, feel strongly about. 
So yeah, that was definitely a moment. But again, that was the moment where I was surprised by his vote. That was a moment where I was, and I don't know that I was angry. I, um, other my others might have been, but I was disappointed at his. Um, at, well, no, disappointed is not is, is too weak of a word. I was, um, I was pissed at um, playing that game. Like, I'm like, I just don't have time for the games. Like, and nobody. No, but certainly not the people who support actual police reform want to see a mayor who's, you know, in the past, you know, called council members crazy for trying to get the, the most humble um, accountability measures passed. Um, I don't think the public deserves to see that mayor uh, joking and, and playing yeah. games about, you know, an issue that serious. You know, right in the aftermath. This remember, this is like maybe three weeks after the George Floyd the George, uh, yeah. video went, you know, went viral. So this was like right in that in 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 the heat of that. So he's just being divisive, um, and playing gamesmanship and and the Machiavellian, um, nonsense that he does, um, because uh, you know, and I yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I guess in that moment I did get a little. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of tension, and I, I first saw it and I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe you guys mm-hmm. were what he had proposed, and then I just, it, yeah, it, 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 that video was viral in, in in the community for 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 a while. Yeah. Um, what 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 I was gonna ask you was, uh, you you mentioned something about, okay, well, this is this is something I'm very passionate about, and I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, um, when it comes to the the, the whole marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's legal now, which is great. And I guess this—I mean, this does this does apply a more of a national level or a you know state level than, than just a. But I, I for yeah. me personally, I, I I hate. It's not that I hate. It's a bittersweet feeling I have to seeing like you know these uh, cannabis clubs and dispensaries thriving while people who back in the you know days were 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 what right. selling are now doing life and, or, or, you know, all these years for marijuana as I, as I don't know if you guys have dealt or talked about that much in your meetings, but that's just one of those things yeah. that I, I stand behind. No, I, 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 I'm with you. Um, it's been hard to get movement on that. Um, and you yeah. know, it's funny. I've, you know, and that's one of the things that I've, it's, uh, that's one of the things that I was thinking about trying to move on in the next, I got like so much, so little time left. But, um, you know, I know Dennis Johnson cares a lot about that. And mm-hmm. before him, Ada Racinos, when she was on, what was trying to get some movement on that. Um, you know, that's the one thing I want to sort of stay a little bit longer to try to fi- fix and, and get figured mm-hmm. is, you know, in Richmond, we um, have three dispensaries and we've had them for a while. And the, mm-hmm. all three of them actually came to Richmond before I even got on the council. Um, and then we uh, uh, officially made it just the three because when I first got on the council, and it's interesting to watch so many things in society change over time, right? Um, right. And, and attitudes on marijuana, even in Richmond, um, in those days, every time you had, there was a conversation about them and there was a, another one that we're, we're trying to get situated, every neighborhood would come out. Um, and when I say the neighborhoods, of course, I'm talking about older people in the neighborhoods because that's who comes to um, at least in those days, we're, you know, we're coming to council meetings on a regular basis and coming to neighborhood councils and all that stuff. They would come out and say, what the hell are you doing talking about permitting um, a dispensary in my neighborhood? And yeah. um, there was literally nowhere left in Richmond 
frankly, to, to do a new one. You have two in um, Hilltop, and then Hilltop yep. did one other one. The dude tried to do one by the movie theater, which would have been, um, uh, which was, which was, was big, big. By Party City? Was that? Um, was that by Party City? No, where, uh, I forget what's there now. Is it a bank there now? It's been so many Oh, yeah. Ban- uh, it was La yeah. Revolution for a while. When I was a kid. Mechanic, was Mechanics Bank. Um, yeah, I think it might be Mechanics now. Anyway, so Mechanics, yeah. this huge one over there. And that was super unpopular, especially because Hilltop already has two others. But also, yeah. you know, that, 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 like, it was, it was very arrogant of them to want to even do that one. But anyway, to, to want to do it in that place. But anyway, so there was yeah. all this anti-marijuana stuff. And so the council passed in those days, they just sort of limited it to the, that three and said, maybe if one other one comes, we'll let them in. But I do want to say of the three, you know, two of the three are, are run by people of color or are owned by people of color. Um, one mm, okay. by a woman of color, a Latina. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I do, I do want to make sure that folks understand that. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, but I remember when Ada came on, and we were talking about how do we add in a um, a um, uh, you know, because we we're updating the. Because then, of course, this is back when it was still illegal. It was just medicinal, right? So right. then, um, around you know, what was it, 2016, 2017, um, the the Prop 64 passes, making it legal, and then we have to update our ordinances 2017-2018 um, for uh, for uh, recreational. And um, when Otto Racinos came on in 2018 to the council, she and I were talking about trying to do um, some sort of um, uh, uh, equity program um, for communities that have been hit. Um, mm-hmm. And again, you know, there was there was there was support in the, for the idea, but if you came to when it came to the idea of oh well we should be able to have another dispensary, it was a non-starter. Um, and then when Dennis Johnson came on the council, he also has been has brought up the issue, and and so I've been trying to support him, and I might hit him up and see if we can try to wrap him through in the next. <laughs> Yeah. 45 days, I doubt it. We'll be you got 45 days left? Maybe a little bit more than that. I'm sorry. Um, what is it? We're, we're, I've gotten to the end of this year, but you know, I, the 15th. Okay. But you know what I mean. Um, right, right. Okay, I've okay. Got, I've got, I've got uh, I'm, I'm counting the days. But um, yeah, I, I do think that now is a time for us to really look at what that equity piece looks like. We've pushed, we've pushed, we passed resolutions and things like that for staff get back to us on what an equity plan will look like and so I am going to try to push and get some of that done but I don't know if the community would be there for allowing a new dispensary for somebody um, who you know and, and, and making it clear that it has to be someone who's from a um, underserved population or from a population that's been impacted by the drug war um, you know uh, we haven't well, been yeah, able they- to, to get that which I think would be a key piece of it by the way I do want to mention that you know we did expand to basically uh, um, unlimited permits as it relates to um, uh, to cultivation, and there's a larger number as it relates to manufacturing in the city of Richmond as well. Um, and I think that we, you know, but we, but we again still need a, a better answer on that. So Colt, you said there is a. I'm sorry, just there's a. a because there's restrictions to cultivation where it was like a certain number, like 12 or something before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the cultivation so now number is unlimited now. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that. That's... number, I think the manufacturing number might be down to somewhere like 12. Um, 
Okay. I think cultivation is not good. But you know, there's still you still this you still have to get a permit. Or at least you want people to get permits. I know um a lot of people do without permits, but what uh, okay, well what I was gonna ask you what we were talking about earlier and I don't think we ever got to it was uh for you, you know, since you were there, you've been there for eight years now, what what is something that you that that you fought for while you were uh, in office that you can say that that was like one of your main uh, one of your main fights? I, I, you mentioned something about that earlier. Uh, something about something about uh, um, uh, getting people's. Uh, criminal records oh yeah cleared. yeah um, you want to talk about that because yeah, no, I, I, I was i do that work um uh, with the east bay community law so that's that's part of my day job but that, but i have had some policy stuff around that here on, on the city council as well um um with javaka beckles actually uh we, we co-sponsored the um richmond fair housing ordinance um which you know was to, to make sure folks with uh, criminal records actually have a chance. Since then, Oakland has actually gone farther than we went, and so um, that actually also is something that may may need to be addressed again. Um, but at the time, it was one of the more more progressive ones, um, and um, you know, I, I, I certainly do that work. And I, 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 I'm having to talk about that a little bit as well with you. Um, you know, I, I was uh, I took the lead in passing legislation statewide mm -hmm. around occupational licenses. Oh, wow. um, people with, with criminal records so um and that bill just went into effect this july so prior to this july if you wow. had um any criminal record for most occupational licenses under the department of consumer affairs which is the vast majority that's everything from if you want to be a barber to um a, a, a registered nurse to yeah. um certain real estate uh real estate appraiser like all sorts of things um, you know, you have to go jump through all these different hoops if you had a criminal record. Um, and it didn't matter how old the record was, no matter what the details were, you would have to go through all these hoops. And a lot of times it really means you get denied, but even if you don't get denied, sometimes just the process, you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. Sometimes the delay is the denial, right? It, it's um, very discouraging to a lot right, of people. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't solve the issue, but we got a bill passed that said, number one, um, when it comes to um, criminal records, you can only look back seven years. So if, if somebody, you know, if somebody, and frankly, we've seen a lot of this, and, and, I, and I say this not in any, you know, comical way, but in, in a serious way. If someone was a crackhead in the 80s or a crackhead in the 90s and racked up, you know, five or six or seven, you know, or eight or nine, you know, cases related to that, but today they're a clean, educated, you know, and they go through this program to become, you know, like I said, a real estate appraiser or a barber or whatever, then you shouldn't be looking at the fact that they were cracking in the knees, right? Like it's right. just irrelevant. And so we finally sort of, um, you know, our, our bill does did do that. So you can't look at anything older, older than seven years, um, unless of course, uh, you know, then you have to compromise the process. So obviously if it's, if, if you know, it's a sexual crime and, and, and if it's violent and you know, the, and the serious felony that there's certain restrictions that they can look at, but they still have to consider rehabilitation and things like that so that's actually one of the things i'm most proud of it has nothing to do with the city council though. oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that was that was state legislation that i that i worked on with east bay community law center that's that's beautiful that's awesome that yeah. thank you for that as a, yeah thank you and then i would say probably the thing that i'm most um 
proud of uh, on the city council and that I'm probably most known for doing on city council is the Richmond Promise. Um, Rich- Richmond which, Promise? Yes. Um, which you, you, may, you may be aware of already, but um, guarantees um, Richmond youth when they finish high school that there will be um, money for them to, to attend some college, whether that's community college or university, whatever the situation is. Um, and how, so, how new you know, how new is that if you don't mind um, just so we we um, we created it in 2014 the first class um, was 2016 so the, the graduates of 2016 were the first students to be able to take advantage of it. that's great that's that's a yeah. huge one <laughs> wow yeah so uh, that was that, that was a big one and that was that was one that motivated me actually early on in terms of really learning the running for city council was the idea of, of, of creating um, doing something like that and trying to sort of create a college going culture in the city. Um, because just, you know, growing up here, um, I, I always understood that um, I had certain privileges because my parents went to college and I was expected to. And right. most, most of my parents were not expected to. And that just that aspect of it, right, it's so much different just knowing that you're expected to and so i wanted to like what can you do as a city to tell the youth that you expect them to to succeed um and you know obviously knowing how you know our generation got no help in terms of education and um you know I mean, obviously there's there's FAFSA and there's programs but right um we had to dodge bullets too <laughs> exactly it's, yeah. it's 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 so i so i really wanted to make it so you know, we could say that if you live in the city of Richmond, you go to one of our actual originally was going to be public schools, but actually what the final version of the city school that there's going to be money for you to go to college. Um, and you know, we wanted to get it where it's you know where it's the full ride. It's not really the full ride, um, but um, it there's also a big we created an infrastructure with it that can help students to access other funds as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so for a lot of students, it ends up becoming that indirectly. So right, the city of Richmond doesn't pay for you, but they help them find the other grants and tips they need to attend it pretty, pretty much free. And for because our population, um, you know, um, is, is so much on the lower economic the economic scale, um, most of our youth are eligible for a lot of money, and Richmond Province helps them find it and is able to provide them money to fill in the gaps. That's a beautiful thing, man. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm glad it's there now. I wish something like that would have been around, but it's still, it makes me happy that it's, it's available now in the younger generations. Uh, Richmond's come a long way, as you know, you know, from, uh, I believe, I mean, you're five years older than me, so we're kind of we're around at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think has, has been one of the contributing factors to Richmond changing to what it was when we were kids? You mean you mean in terms of the, violence? Violence, yeah, right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that happen. I think um, you know, I think we have you know, our, our community is, um, you know, I don't want to just brag on our community, but I think our community is is a really special community. I mean, I think we matured as a community as part of it, right? And and I there's more camaraderie from, now. You would say? I think we matured as a community. Matured, okay. Yeah, and I think um, even like you know when you talk to the OGs who were doing stuff then they're trying to help now. Um, right. 
there's still there, there's still definitely every you know there, every now and then there's still waves. And this year we actually have seen um, waves of it picking back up. Not and and some of that's probably to be expected because of the pandemic and all the craziness going on. Um, but again, nothing is nowhere near the levels it was, like you said, back in you know the you know hyphy era and right. the 90s and all you know back when you know back when we had the reputation. And I just think a lot of it has to do with the community just matured. And I think there's a lot of different stories, um, and there's different policy decisions. Don't get me wrong, and I can completely be a politician trying to get you know uh, <laughs> take credit for things. But, you know, there's definitely programs that, that mattered, like, you know, obviously neighborhood safety, um, a lot of the community related programs, um, definitely the work of Chris Magnus when he was police chief around community policing back in those days um, when we were able to fund community policing at that level. You know, right. I think all of those things played their role. But the key ingredient, I think, is the community just matured. The community just decided that they didn't want it. And I think there's a whole lot of specific examples of that um, that um, that make me make me sort of really think that that's the secret sauce of it. I mean, that's, that's the piece that people don't know um, is that the community was just ready to get better. So right. again, we still have our challenges. There's still waves of violence. There's um, still a lot of work know. to do, yeah. But yes, it's nowhere near as it was in those days. And I, and I do think that at the end of the day, the biggest reason is the community made decisions that just didn't want to be dealt and um, everybody had to participate in that decision. That yeah, no, yeah, that's that's important. You know, um, the majority of our listeners are people from Richmond. We started this because we, you know, like we've said many times, we we're just filmmakers and comedians who wanted to just have fun, and you know, over time, it's it's it's, it's snowballed into something else. Um, so there's a lot of young people, young listeners from Richmond listening. Uh, we've been at this for almost an hour now. I don't want to take too much of your time. What, 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 what do you have to, you know, what message do you have for, for, um, for young people who are kind of discouraged with, with politics because of everything you see going on, uh, or something that you can say to them that to keep Richmond going in the, the direction that it's already going? Well, I mean, in terms of being discouraged in politics, you know. I am that as well, and that's you know I, I have to be honest. I'm, I am I myself am discouraged in politics, um, but you can be discouraged in politics and still believe in your community. Right. You can be um, discouraged in politics and still understand the necessity of engaging in it. Um, and so, I, I guess what I would say is, um, you know, and, and well. So I, I'll, I'll do it in two levels because I think there's the local and then there's the like like we're saying national and I think a lot of mm-hmm. things are straight by have to do with the national um, and even though not, not to say that there are not things at the local level that um, our people are discouraged by as well um, but I would say um, locally again as I said before all we can do is what we can do all you can do is your best and to try to make sure that you affect changes in the ways that you know you can. Nobody has all the answers. Um, right. A lot of a lot of that. That's what that was one of the most um, interesting moments for me and scary moments for me after I came on the council is realizing 
realizing the power that I actually had and realizing that, you know, again, at the time <laughs> I came out, I was the only one even close to my age, realizing that none of these people who are so much older than me and who have been here for so long, none of them had this figured out better than me. In fact, because so many of them, frankly, were arrogant and didn't do their homework, I knew a lot of the issues better than them. And that was a scary uh. realization. Because it's like, oh, I can't just follow you or follow you. I have to figure this out for myself, right? Um, right. But, um, but despite that, you know, coming coming to that conclusion, um, recognize that that's true about you and everybody. Nobody has all the answers. Everybody's just trying to figure it out. And so all you can do is, is, is move forward the things that you believe in and the things that you care about and, and, and push for those things. Um, we have to engage though, because when we don't engage, we just completely give it over to the other side. We just completely give it over to people that don't give a damn at all. And, um, Definitely. And, uh, you know, this would be a different world if young people voted at their numbers consistently. This would be a different world if black people voted at their numbers consistently. This would be a different right. world if Latinos voted at their numbers consistently. So, um, you know, we, we, we sh you know, and, and, and talk about, let me talk about the national for a second. I did not vote for Joe Biden in the, in the Democratic primary. <laughs> I, <wouldn't, laughs> I would not vote for a Joe Biden in a Democratic primary situation. Um, right. But um it, he got more votes he got the most votes and yeah. um and at this point there's no question he's better than donald trump it's not even it's <laughs> and and it's and it's damn and it's downright existential that we defeat donald trump so we need to handle that and then we need to you know <clears throat> keep the pressure on biden and figure out what the plan is for the future um and with future uh, races, but we have to engage in those races. We can't sit back and then be surprised when a Joe Biden is nominated, um, when the voting, um, you know, when the when the voting levels in the primaries um, are, are higher for people who are in his demographic. That's, that's one of the things that hit me this time around, where it's like, you know, we're disappointed at everything that's happened, but it's like, if we think that uh, we can get the things that we want with only engaging with politics, voting every four years, uh, then we think we live in a fantasy, you know? Right. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I hope, man, uh, people go out there and vote and, and uh, you know, not voting, uh, boycotting the vote, you know, not voting is a form of voting in a way. Exactly. <laughs> so, so um, uh, yeah. I was listening uh, to to an interview with uh, Noam Chomsky, and somebody presented that that um, that option that that argument where it's like, why vote for Biden when you know if you're progressive, if you're leftist, like the Democratic Party doesn't really represent you, and why keep voting for them when uh, if it's just going to enable them? And he's talking about like you know it's a, it's a dumb idea. Like you're going to sit out, which essentially not voting for Biden if if you're progressive is the same as voting for Trump. You're going to sit out in the hope that somewhere in the sometime in the future the democratic party might change its mind right. uh, you know about progressive people and it's like i think that you know it's something like more than 100 million people that don't vote like they don't care exactly <laughs> but but we still got to get rid of it yeah <laughs> but, but that's 
I mean, that's a great point from Noam Chomsky. And, and, and by the way, you know, watch, I don't know that I remember election before where someone like Noam Chomsky even officially endorsed. I mean, you know, he's on the left, but you know, he, like they endorsed the Democratic nominee or Angela Davis for that matter. Um, right. At the same time when that nominee is being endorsed by people like Tom Ridge and like all these Republicans and Cindy McCain, right? Like that's a lot of people support the same guy from very different viewpoints. Um, all in recognition that this is an existential moment for the United States if Donald Trump is reelected. Um, and I think it's important to remember that. Um, but yeah, no, Noam Chomsky's point um, is, is a very important one. Um, what I think people don't realize is when you um, pushing a Democrat to do the right thing Right. And, and yes, it's frustrating that you have to push the Democrats to do the right thing. Right. But pushing Democrats, number one, you have a chance. You don't have a chance for Republicans. But number two, having more votes, having higher turnout makes you more powerful in that conversation. Right. Like having low turnout doesn't make it easier. Having having the fact that if, if turnout among black and and young people were higher then Biden wouldn't have to worry about how am I going to attract independent white voters, right? So, you know, voting your, punching at your weight, voting at your level increases your ability to um, impact everything. There would be a more progressive Democrat party if everybody voted. Right. Yeah. So it's not all, you know, majority centrists that are going up against the Trump's um, man, it, it's 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 been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, uh, based on a lot of the stuff that you said, man, I kind of wish you were running a, another term. <laughs> um, what, what do you have planned? <laughs> I have done my time. Yes, what, what do you have planned afterwards? Um, you know, I got a lot of ideas, man. I'm nice. Um, I'm like I said, I'm gonna Go. keep doing the work that I'm doing with the yeah. Law Center, working with people with um with with convictions helping people clean up their convictions and that sort of thing so i'll continue that okay. work um little artsy stuff this is gonna sound cliche but i kind of got a rap album coming out next week <laughs> oh nice so, yeah wig wig, what, what, wig music what, what, .com. You can check that out okay um De I definitely single right now playing in the swing states um, now um which you can find on youtube wig never again is now um awesome man and so uh, that's coming out in uh, the 23rd on, um, and I'm just doing that because I've, I've always done that and I just love it. Um, yeah. And I, I had to, I've, all, I've done it even when I was in office, but I never make it public because like, <laughs> it's not corny. <laughs> like I, I, I say shit, like I don't, you know, I don't, right. it's not politically correct, but um, I don't really care anymore. So I, now I can actually like make it public and see what happens. So I'm um, okay. having fun with that. And I'm going to have fun with just being me for a while. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's you. You owe it to yourself based on the work that you did, man. I I, I, I admire you, and um, you know, thank you for the th the things you contributed. Maybe we could cut have you back and we could talk about music for a whole hour. Let's do it. Um, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. But again, man. Hey, thank you for for coming to the Voice Party and sharing your time with us. It's been a great it's been a great time talking to you. All right. Thanks. All right. You're welcome, man. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe. Um, we are out.